Hell yeah. This music gets you amped, right? Like, you can feel that? Oh, fuck yeah. All right, welcome back to another episode of On the Throne with Dick. And, uh, you know, shout out to Senjin Boychuk for that amazing intro song. Once again, like, just fantastic. Uh, way better than, you know, the stock sounds and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, uh, I have a special guest today, Torque Girl. Uh, Kennedy, a.k.a. Torque Girl, you know, and she's coming at us between two ferns. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Dick? Thanks for having me on. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Look at those. Look at Okay, we're going to bring it up many times. Look at those pipes, right? Like, Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. You know... You know, when I when I first saw you pop up my FYP and stuff like that, and you, you kept you kept coming up and I was watching, it might have been toxic masculinity. I don't know. But I was like, man, I am not following her. Look at those arms. She's gonna kill me. Put you to shame. Right. And then put me to shame, right? Just like, oh, like uh, look at me. Right. And then and then and then I'm like, fuck it, follow. Cause you kept popping up. So I'm like, fuck it, why not? I love it. Can't be a hater, man. Can't be a hater. Definitely not. Definitely not. How you been? What's the good? Deal? How's it going? Things are going good. Busy with work. Patch is back, baby. Gotta love that. Patch is back. Amen to that. What a long seven years that was. Holy shit. I'm new to it, so I can't relate to that, but I'm happy it's back regardless. How have How you been? You're, you're on days off? No, right now I'm in camp. I'm I'm in camp. There's there's where the magic happens and, and looking the, good. And little tiny little tiny TV, and uh, you know the, the the light, you know, and the shelves there. The you know typical camp room. It's looking good, man. Yeah, how long you been in the patch for? It's a year and a half now. Time's going by pretty you. quick, but I'm still oh. fresh. I'm still green as grass. Oh, hey, I'm 12 years in and, you know, I'm still learning every day, right? Uh, that's just, just how she goes. And, you know, the, my, I had a boss a few years ago that said the day you stop learning, the day you come to work and you stop learning is the day you pack your shit and you leave. Mm -hmm. So, it, well, yeah. Patches, it's changing every day, too. Even the way people treat each other is changing every day, which is a good thing. It is in a way, in a way it is, you know, I was baptized in fire, right? I was yelled yeah. at and screamed at and, and, you know, called every name in the book. And, you know, it, in a way it's good that it's not like that. And in a way it's kind of like, Hey, you know, uh, I learned a lot about myself, what I could handle. And, you know, if I can't handle being yelled at, how am I going to handle a 30 hour day on, on site covered in, in shit? You know what I mean? It, it doesn't excuse that behavior though. You know, it's, it's, it's good. It's changing. No, I find lately, especially since the longer I've been on the pat in the patch, the more I've noticed things are slowing down a lot in terms of people speak. Nobody has a sense of urgency anymore. And now no. since you can't yell at anybody or since you can't even light a little fire under their ass, there's no sense of urgency urgency people just kind of meander around and slowly get to where they need to go nobody can really swing a hammer anymore it's quite it's a little bit frustrating especially for me being a service hand and i show up to location and i have yep. to wait around for eight hours because people are moving slow hey oh uh backhand right here you know what i mean when, when we're back in that truck in before the the truck is even stopped i'm the door's open and i'm already climbing down the steps right like hey i gotta get these hoses off this deck i gotta gotta rig them in and get ready right and you know as i'm doing that you often find like hey man 
you take your time. We'll get you when we need you. And it's like, bro, I'm already rigged in by the time you're needing me, right? Like, I'm I'm rigged in for hours before you call me. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's insane. Even like with training people, I've been in a situation where I've had to train a lot of people, and I find like, let's say we go and get gas. It's nobody hops out with me to like offer to pump for me. Nobody's offering to do that extra little step that I would expect a trainee to offer to do or want to do. Nobody's going that extra mile to even want to learn or even want to do things. It's getting quite frustrating. And like, I've only been doing this for a year and a half and I'm noticing how unmotivated, I don't know if it's unmotivation or what it is, but people just don't want to do more than what they have to, I think. It's true. No one wants to go above and beyond, right? No, and, not at all. Um, no, no yeah. gold stars given out. No, and and there's a reason for that. There is, you know what I mean. Over the last seven years, companies shit all over us, right? We were, you know, the patch wasn't busy, and and you know they took advantage of that. They shit all over us, right? So now mm. it's like, hey, now it's busy. You need us. Guess what? You know, I'm gonna do me. I'm gonna take my time. I'm gonna do it when I'm ready to do it. And ain't nothing you can do about it because I'm here and good luck getting another guy in. Right. Because no one wants to work. There's you know, it's hard to find guys. Right. You know, so I, I, I get it in a way, but. You... I hear that all the time that nobody wants to work, but where are the workers? There you go. Like, We're back. What are they doing? Are we frozen? Are we frozen? No, we're not frozen. Now. We're not frozen now. No, it did freeze a little bit. Okay, so I was saying, I was like, you said that nobody wants to work anymore. And like, I agree with that statement, but where are the people? Where are the people like 10 years ago? Where did everybody go? Where are people working these days? What are people doing? We have that conversation a lot. And, you know, and it's easy, right? When the pandemic hit, a lot of people discovered that I don't need to make that kind of money anymore. You know, they got into it when they were younger. They needed to make the money. They needed to prove themselves. They needed, they had a family. They needed support. Pandemic comes along and they're like, I can survive off less. Why am I leaving home? Why am I putting myself through these conditions to, to, you know, essentially not further myself in a head and, and, and the ups and downs, the ups and downs too, right? When the patch takes a dump, it takes a dump. And the strong survive. If you're holding on when at the end of that, good for you. But if if you get tired of holding on, hey, man, you know, like a lot of people, you know, after that last one that we just came out of there, we lost a lot of good people because people were just tired of it. You know, this is their second or third downturn now, right? This That was my second, you know? So, uh, and, and my mentality is... I'm here for one more. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll come back for one more. This five to six years of, of holding on tight, make all the money you can, get the hell out. Because when that next one comes, and it will come, right? Come like, hard. do I want to lose? Do I want to basically start all over again, right? Because I did. I lost $10 an hour over the course of seven years just to stay busy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just so I could keep making those payments and you know i a lot changed during that seven years though when i went into that downturn i had no kids when i come out of it i got two you know so kids are expensive they certainly are where where are you from originally born and raised in nova scotia oh okay yeah and then i moved out to alberta when i turned 19 and i'm 26 now and i have never been back 
Wow. You, you're not even for a visit. No, I have no plans. I don't really have any close ties with anybody from there anymore. And I'm not really close with any of my family either. So I'm okay. happy here. And it's one of those situations where it's like, people don't want to visit me and I certainly don't want to visit them. So it's just, it's mutual. You know, I'm from Ontario originally. I come out, wow, we came out to, we went out to BC first. I think we were 19 or 20. And uh, I've been with my wife since high school. So we, we came out uh, 19 or 20, we went to BC, made it to Banff. Then we moved to Saskatoon. Oh, I almost went to Edmonton there. Uh, we moved to Saskatoon. We were there for a couple of years, started working in the oil field. Then we went to Edmonton for six years. Then we went back to Ontario for a little bit. Oh my and goodness. then now we're in Calgary. And, you know, that was how I got my wife back to Alberta because, you know, I wanted it to be my family to be closer again. And it was like, hey, well, Alberta? She's like, immediately, I thought it was going to be a fight. She's like, Calgary. I'm like, done. Now, by her idea, it was her idea. I didn't bring it up. We're moving back to Edmonton because it's just moving closer to, to home. Right? Yeah, we've been in Calgary almost two years now, and and it's it's time it's time to go back to Edmonton where I'm closer to work and I can be home in two hours and not six. Yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah, absolutely, hours, it is. Two hours is e super easy. Six, it's it's more of a struggle, but two hours she could even come visit you if she wanted to. That's way yeah. easier. and in the summertime. We, even in being in Calgary, I travel around a lot in the summertime. Like I leave the patch in the summer and I go work on a road crew. I make more okay. money in three or four months in on the in the road on the road crew than I do the rest of the year here. Right? I I love it, and it helps with taxes actually. Like I didn't have to pay, you know, because they take all my EI and CPP here, and then I go to the road. They take all my EI and CPP there, and then I come back here and they take more. So like come tax time, I'm just like reeling it in right and it's it's great whatever but like during the downturn i had to do that right it slowed down in the summer a little bit i went over on the road crew i built something there i became something you know i started as a laborer worked my way up i'm equipment operator right so uh -huh. so uh that happened during the downturn and now that the patch is busy again i don't have to go back there but i like are you to, going to you though? know yeah, I'm going back. I, I can't not, right? I, I can't not go. I bit like I said, I built something there, you know. Um uh you know, uh I became I became a laborer. I started off as a laborer and I became a uh equipment operator and I'm one of the senior guys on the crew and I'm I make I make good money there and you know I it's great. And another big reason for it too is my wife travels around with me a lot on the road when I'm on the road crew because we're all over the place. And last year uh, was the first summer that I'd got to see them in a long time because of the pandemic. Uh, six months in at a time, less than a week home. Mm -hmm. I was spent 20 days at home in two years, right? It was not good. 20 so days in two years? It was stupid. I know. I Mental health, right? Mental health a big thing. And that, it was fucking with me hard uh, yes. during that two years, right? I, I didn't know... I didn't know what I wanted, right? I didn't know where I was going, how it was happening, right? So, so with, with yeah. those two years, did you work so much because you were worried about not being able to work again? Or were you working so much because you loved it or a little bit of both? Like, where were you at with doing like six months in at a time? So I saw a TikTok the other day that, that perfectly summed it up. And he's like, uh, he's, sweeping on, he's sweeping the floor and, and it's like some guy saying to him, I wish I had the amount of energy you had to work all the time like you do. 
And he sits down and, he, and, and he's sitting in a corner. It gets all dark. He's like, no, you don't. Right. And, and it's not that he had the energy. It's the mental health was getting to him. That's all he knew. Right. He was just yeah. working himself to death. Just a workaholic. I work that much because of my, my situation at home. It wasn't with my wife or my kids or anything like that. Uh, we were staying with her parents for a little while mm-hmm. and you know, it was where home was supposed to be your, your place of Zen, your place of happiness. I was, was made to feel like, like I wasn't welcome. Right. Yeah. And, of chaos and it's hard. Yeah. Place mm-hmm. of chaos. You know, it was just, it was, it was hard. So I, I stayed away as much as I could. And, you know, I went home for my kids and my wife and their birthdays, Christmas, you know, the, the major holidays I'd, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd go for it. But other than that, I stayed away and I thought, you know, like that was, that was the best thing I could do for everybody, but really it wasn't right. And it was hard. It was really hard. And so, yeah, back to the road. It was the first summer in a long time where I had my family in the same province as me and I could see them a lot more. So, you know, I was on the road for four months. I think they spent two and a half closer to three with me, right? Uh, in my That's hotel amazing. room. So that not all at once. That started a better feeling with you and a better like relationship with work and being away that- too. Oh yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. I talked about this last week on last week's episode that you know I, I wasn't sure where I fit in the in the industry anymore. I didn't know if I I liked it. I didn't know if I wanted to be there. I didn't know where I fit in in it, and if I I was falling out of love with it basically, right? And uh, after I got closer to my wife and 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 got out of my own head, and and TikTok was a big part of that too, right? Like getting closer to other oil field workers, not just in Alberta, but all over the world, right? You know, bridging that gap a little bit. Um, I fell back in love with the industry. You know what I mean? It was like, damn, you know, like this is this is where I belong. This is this is me. You know what I mean? And yeah, it was it was great. Good. You kind of like you you found your footing, almost. It was hard. It was hard. Yeah. It was hard, but you know, I went down a long, dark tunnel. Uh, it was a dark journey, and mm-hmm. you know, um, when you're when you're in the dark, deepest, darkest pits of hell, right? You learn a lot about yourself, right? Yeah, and, and, when, and when you're so far down and you're in that deep dark, only you can pull yourself up. Like only one hundred percent. No matter 100%. how many people try to help you, no matter how many people send you those words of encouragement or those affirmations, it doesn't fucking mean anything. Their words nope. don't mean anything to you if you're nope. feeling so low. It comes to a point where you got to dive deep within yourself and you got to pull yourself out of that. Like only you yep. can do it at that point. I discovered a lot about myself when I was down there, right? And, mm-hmm. and you know, my childhood trauma, big part of the reason why I work the way I do and why I talk the way I do, why I joke mm-hmm. around, how I joke around. And, you know, it, it plays a huge part in that. And I discovered that while I was in this hole, in this funk, right? Thinking like, mm-hmm. ah, my childhood trauma is not, doesn't play a part in my mental health. What the hell? No, it fucking does, right? Mm-hmm. And you can run from it all you want. It, it runs faster. And, you know, and you, so it took a while. But like I said, you know, you learn a lot about yourself when you're down there. And, and I discovered some things I did not like, right? And, you know, I, you know there, was, there was two ways here. I could continue that way or I can, you know, make that climb. So, you know, I didn't tell my wife. I didn't tell anybody. And then, you know, I finally did tell my wife. And after I had made that climb and, you know, you know her just being there, not even her knowing, just her being there and, and, and having my kids and stuff like that, 
that was part of the that was the safety rope, I guess, mm-hmm. if you want the the lifeline. Yeah. Yeah. Your, it was your sense of comfort I, I never, with them. That's amazing. Yeah, I never got to the point where I felt like I didn't belong on I didn't I didn't want to live anymore. I never ever got that. It would never go that way. Like mm-hmm. I don't I can't say I'd never get that way because I don't know if there's anything in the world that could make me feel that way, right? Maybe there is, but like at that point and, and where I'm at now, I don't ever foresee me being like, Hey, I don't want to live anymore. You know what I mean? And, and shout out to the people that do feel that way, that do talk about it because that takes a lot to talk about it. You got some big cojones to, to, to talk about how you're feeling that way. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that, um, TikTok sound that's going around where it's like, people get so depressed, they can't brush their teeth. And it's like, people get so depressed, they kill themselves. I feel, I feel like people don't quite realize how bad things can get. But it's good that, like, there's a sense of community, especially, like, on TikTok and, like, loved ones where, like, there's the stigma has almost lifted when it comes to mental health. And people feel open about talking about it. People are can relate a lot more. And I feel like almost, every, almost everybody in the world probably has a sprinkle of depression. Nobody is constantly oh. on high. Right. Everybody's got something going on, right? Everybody, Everybody. got something. And once you realize that, Everybody. like you can, you can kind of look around and be like, we're all a little bit fucked up. It make, it's a little bit warming to know that. We're all in this shit together, right? Oh, and, we are. And, and everyone's got to realize, especially in the oil field, you know what I mean? We're, we talk about it all the time. The camaraderie is like no mm-hmm. other in the oil field. You know the person next to you is feeling the exact same shit you are. You're both missing, some, you're both missing home. You both mm-hmm. want a home cooked meal. You're both, you're both cold. You're both wet. You both just are tired. You're everyone's tired, right? You're you're all going through the same shit together, and it's like a trauma bond. You're you're mm-hmm. you're in it together. You know what I mean? And it's huge. And the fact that in the oil field we can talk about it a lot more now is 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 huge too. You know what I mean? And also to be part of the oil field and part of these sometimes really shitty jobs, you kind of have to be a little bit fucked up. Like when I first, like my, <laughs> my very first day on a rig, I'm looking around and I'm like, why the fuck do people do this? This looks miserable. And it was miserable. I spent 18 hours on a rig floor. It was minus 52. At this point, I spent more money on my naked lady's yellow hard hat than I did on my boots. So that tells you how cold my feet were in the entire time. Everyone's like laughing and having fun. And I'm like, why the fuck are you guys all having a good time? This is miserable. And then I realized we're all just a little bit fucked up to keep doing it and keep doing it. And like, I've grown to love the patch. I love going out there. I love working with with a great crew. But the very first day on a rig, I was like, this is the most miserable task I have ever done. <laughs> it yeah. sucks. And I'm like, yeah. looking, and I'm like, everything could kill me. Things are coming up. Things are moving. Everything's heavy. And I'm like, this is why child labor exists. Maybe actually don't put, <laughs> maybe don't put that in. But I was at the point, I was like thinking of like, no wonder child labor exists because you can give them a couple of dollars and they'll be happy to do it. I'm like, why are we doing this? This sucks. We are the children. They're giving us we, we our are version the of a couple of dollars, right? They're yeah. giving us our version of a couple of dollars. And yeah. And we're all laughing and having a good time. Cause like mm-hmm. I said, you know, we're all in this shit together. We realize mm-hmm. shit 
And, you know, I love those comments that, you know, on, on TikTok videos where it's like, oh, you're a slave to your master and they don't feel yada, yada, yada. Like, they don't know. But, yeah, they're not wrong. We know we know the situation. But, mm-hmm. hey, at the same time, I'm a pretty well-paid slave. My kids are fed, clothed. They've got all the toys in the world they want. They're in a nice house, you know what I mean, driving mm-hmm. around in a car. Fuck it. I don't care. Hey, if that makes me a slave, whip me. So Let's go. Right? right? Like the amount right. of times I hear where people like your employment's taking advantage of you because I'll work 30 hours straight on a rig floor spinning pipe. Like I don't get relief. It's 30 hours straight, no sleep. People are like, yep. they're taking advantage of you. How, why don't you stick up for yourself? They can't overwork you for over 16 hours. And I'm just thinking, of, all I'm thinking the entire time is dollar signs. Yeah, dollar signs. we are not I'm the not, same. I'm not thinking yep. of like little like sleeping little sheep, counting sheep. I don't care about my sleep if I'm getting paid. Yep, exactly. And you know, like the most amount of hours I put in on the end of a vac hose or a wash one was just over 40 and yeah. straight, you know, just going. And, and, and people are like, how do you do that? Honestly, there comes a point in time where you, you're so tired, you, you're not tired anymore. You know what I mean? And, and oh, you know what? I'll sleep. Every day ends. Every day ends, and that's how I get through it, right? Every day eventually ends. This one is no different. It will end, and when it does, I'm having the best nap ever, right? I'm going to have a – I can crawl up in the, in the truck on the way back. I'm going to sleep on the way back. When I get yeah. back to camp, I'm going to sleep more, right? Exactly. And, yeah, and, yeah, there was a stretch last, last winter, me and my coworker here. Uh, he was green, green as green can be, and my boss wanted to know um, – we got back from a really hard, hard shift. My boss wanted to know if he was going to make it. And I'm like, listen, bud, if he doesn't quit after tonight, he ain't going nowhere. And he's still here. He's, he's actually quitting, but he found himself a girl. <laughs> exactly. He's from, he's from, he's oh, from he PEI. He fell in love. He's oh. from PEI. They grew up so fast. He's only 20. And okay. uh, his mom is only a couple years older than me. This is brutal. And uh, she's good looking too, right? Like, hey, <laughs> hey, Gail. I know That's you're a mill. Yeah, no. So, uh, so we spent 40 something hours on site. And it's minus 53 or something like that. It did not feel good. And uh, we, that was actually the start of what we like to call hell month because, uh, in, in our words, everyone had taken time off at the same time. And those that didn't, most of them were on projects away. There was only a couple of us left here in Fox. So you're and, just getting uh, overworked. You're just oh, going yeah. job to job so, to job jobs. So overworked was, uh, there's only 168 hours in a seven day period. We worked 170 of them. Oh, I believe it. And we did that for like three weeks straight. Mm-hmm. That was hell on earth but at the end of it we came out right and it was feel good you feel good like you get to a point where it's like you're so busy where you just want to keep going keep going because you want to see how big your check can get like that's my goal i'm like i've been working for four days straight i'm going rig to rig the rig i'm surviving off of no sleep but how big yeah. can my paycheck get how hard can i go how much can i make this month and every month i want to beat the last month yeah, well, you you own your own company, do you not? So I'm I'm an independent contractor, so it's it's like a tax purposes. So like I can go to like any casing company and work for them. I'm just I'm just a body to use, pretty much. Um, yeah. 
So it's good because I can, I can always pick up the phone and be like, Hey, you need an extra hand. And usually like if I'm in a slow period, I can easily pick up work, which is really nice. That is good. That is really good. Um, so, um, I was going to ask, I don't know if, if, if I can or not, but, um, what's, what's the biggest paycheck you've ever seen so far in the year and a half? Uh, my biggest paycheck for me personally was, well, I guess, well, for contractors, we only get paid a month. So my personal biggest month has been 30. 30 K. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good I was for happy you. with that. Um, my husband makes way more than me. Good for him. But cause he's a tall hand. So him and I work together a lot of the times right now we're at two separate companies because yeah. we started going into the process where we were always working together, which was amazing because we love spending time together and we could say out way more jobs because I would drive to location and he would sleep. And on the way back, he would drive and I would sleep. So we, we would be able to get a little bit more sleep that way. We would be able to drive a lot more, do a lot more jobs. But then we fell into this routine where we started feeling like coworkers. I was talking to him and I'd be like, hey, bud, you know, hey, bro, <laughs> pass me this. Cause like on a rig, I'm not gonna be like, Hey babe, can you please pass me a wrench? I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna be like, throw me a wrench or something. Like, like, bro, yeah. pa pass me something. So like, outside of work, we fell into this period of like, oh my god, we feel like coworkers. There's no zest in our life anymore. We're gross. We're disgusting. We're spending all our time in a truck for months, like six months on end. We were just spending all our time in a truck working together, calling each other, bro. We're like, we need to take a step back and go to two, two separate companies. So yeah. that's what we're doing right now. And it's made things a lot better. That's good. That's good. And you guys, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? It, so it's, it's you know, true. It's true. It is. People are like, oh, don't you miss your wife? Don't you, doesn't she miss you? Yada, yada, yada. Of course she does. And of course I do. But when I get mm -hmm. home, I bet you, you know, I get, I get more action in the one week that I'm off than you more get most of the time. year. Right? Yeah. Way yeah, more quality yeah. time. It's like you really yeah. enjoy your time together when you're not down each other's necks 24 seven. Yeah. And, and same goes with the kids and stuff. Everyone makes that comment. You're abandoning your children. Yada, yada. You don't get much time with them. I'm like, man, you don't understand. I have seven straight days of uninterrupted attention with my kids from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed. Mm -hmm. Right. If I worked in town and, and in order to afford life right now, I would have to be gone, you know, before they get up mm -hmm. and I'd be gone all day. And when I got home, they'd either just be going to bed or already yeah. asleep. Right? Exactly. So, you know, yeah. And, and that's not good either. You know, I'd be miserable all the time this way here. You know, I go home and I have seven straight days. Right. And I know my kids very well. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. I was, I was talking to some um, guys at the rig and I was like, how pregnant, like if I were to get pregnant, um, which I have no plans anytime soon to have kids, but I was saying, I was like, how far along would I be before you guys not let me on the rig floor? You know, like how pregnant would I be before you guys are like, you can't be up here. And I don't really know if anybody's ran into this situation yet, but you know how your phones listen to you? Yep. Ever since I had that conversation, guess what's popping up? FR coveralls for pregnant ladies. Shut up. There you so, go. Hey, there's a, uh, there's a merch idea for you if you ever get go down that route. Um, I feel like 
it would be a very, very small market. Not that many <laughs> women are needing FR coveralls when they're nine months pregnant. No, that's like, fair. <laughs> if anything, I'd probably just get size 45s because I wear, I wear size 36 coveralls. Like they're, they're like itty bitty. So I would just like put myself in a super suit. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your, your boyfriend, you're saying, is he your fiance or your boyfriend? Or My husband. We're married. Your husband. You're married. married. Wow. Oh, How long I have you been know. married for? Almost a year now. We got married in Indonesia last year. Well, congratulations. Oh, that's why you're going back to Indonesia? Is this we like just, your honeymoon we love trip? It. We love it there. And honestly, the reason why we love it so much is one, the people. The people are just like any Southeast Asian people are the happiest people alive. Oh, like, yeah. Fil Filipinos. Oh, I love Filipinos. We love Filipinos. Balinese oh, people, them. like Indonesians, are just like Filipinos. They're amazing, tiny little people, and they're just happy to be alive. But you go there, and your money stretches so far. Yep. Like, you yep. can live like a king on nothing. Yep. I've heard that like, a lot. And I have a friend who works for Canada who took, um, fuck, what was that? He took, like, six months off. And he mm -hmm. only had to pay the taxes on the flight to get there. So he paid like 60 bucks and he took 10 grand with him for six months and he still had money left when he came oh, back. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Like your money, like you can, you can ball out. There's things if you want to really spend money, you can, but if you yeah. don't, you know, your money can stretch so far. And it's, it's weird going from one country where a lot of these people don't have a lot of things. They're not materialistic. You know, they don't have this massive consumerism idea that's pushed upon us. So it's like, I'll, I'll go travel to these areas. And I'm like, when I get back to Canada, I don't need anything. I don't need <laughs> anything to be happy. And then I'll be home for like two hours. I'm like, you know what I need? A, a touch screen toaster. <laughs> like, you know what I should do? I should shop on Amazon. And it's like constant packages at my door. But then when I'm traveling, I was like, you know what? I'll be happy with a yoga mat and some pants. And that's it. I can live like that. No, I fucking can't. I love things. I love stuff. So spe speaking of Amazon packages and getting back and whatnot, your husband is essentially the woman in your house. Oh, my God. Please don't get me started. It's insane. It's insanity. <laughs> like, ugh, everything... So every single day, there's a package at our door, but there's like 10 packages and they're really expensive packaging. And I'm like, Jordan, um, what did you order? Oh, I don't know what I ordered. How do you not know? And he, the reason why he, he doesn't know is because he keeps buying things and he loses track of everything. Hey, you know what? A guy works hard for his money. You know what he I mean? Does. And, and, and he does. he's got a, yeah. Uh, is he from Alberta originally? Born and raised in Nanaimo on the island. Nanaimo. Damn. Yeah. So he's from BC. You're you're just a Nova Scotian kid and he's a mm -hmm. British Columbian kid and coast to know, coast. Yeah. Wow. So have you have you been in G you you're in GP, right? Yes, I am. So you have you been in GP the entire time you've been in Alberta or where did you start off in Alberta? No, so I started off in High River, which is like oh, I know. I know, and it smells so bad there because they have a cargo plant. And I think, yep. I don't, do they burn the carcasses of animals? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Probably. I think they do. Um, actually, funny little, funny little story. Um, I posted a TikTok video about these carcasses because I was told, especially with the cargo plant, 
nearby where I live that what they do is they take the animal carcasses and they grind them up. And then they take that ground up powder or whatever and they disperse it along the road for traction in the wintertime and that's why the snow is pink. No, that's not what happens. It's beet juice. Nobody grinds up carcasses and puts it on the road. But I constantly told all of TikTok that and people were coming at me for it. But in the moment, I thought it was a great idea. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I started in High River and then I met Jordan in Calgary. And then we moved to Kelowna. And oh. then we moved here. K-Town. Kelowna. I used to love Kelowna until like I moved downtown Kelowna. And there was the unhoused constantly on my doorstep. And I woke up one morning and somebody built their little shelter literally right on my doorstep and decided to take their human feces and throw it across my house. And it was covered. Oh, geez, yeah. that's gross. No, that would make me fall out of love with the city too. Yeah. So it's, it's overpriced. It's too expensive. There's way too many crackheads to even want to deal with. So I'm actually surprisingly really happy with Cran Prairie. Like, I'd That's rather good. Grand Prairie hey, over Kelowna. Grand Prairie is where I got my start in the oil patch, actually. I, I, love, I love GP. It's where Shout out to GP. True. Oh, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, I, uh, I stayed at the Westgate Inn, I think, for a little while. The one that's attached to Diamonds. It wasn't Diamonds back then. It was Fancy. Showgirls. But uh, yeah, it's one of, those, one of those hotels that anything you want, you look out in the parking lot and it's there. Have you heard of what's it called? Red Diamond, I think it is. So it's the, ca the camp in Wuhan, yes. owned by the Russians. Mm -hmm. I've heard and of it. Yeah. Anything you want, you can get there. Well, most camps you can get whatever you want in, right? It, and 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 it just costs a little bit more. Right? Yeah, I guess you like order hot towels to your room, and you get a Russian prostitute. Which, I mean, like, honestly, I feel like that would what? keep the guys better with work. Loosen them up a bit, whatever. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. So, um, there was, uh, I stayed, when I was in Fort Mac, actually, there was a camp. I stayed at Lighthouse at Husky Sunrise. And there was a Craigslist page for this camp. And um, there was room room 231, I'm pretty sure. I'll never forget it. And uh, so I, I was I was told about it, and I had to go look it up. So I, And I've told everybody. My brother-in-law does nothing about the oil field, but knows about room 231 in this camp. And uh, it was a bunch of dudes getting together. And they're like, hey, you guys lonely and, and, and want to hang out with other dudes that, that are also lonely? Like, they're not gay. They just want to... Oh. They just want to be in the same room and jerk off while like they're... A, like a circle jerk. They don't want to jerk each other off. They just want to sit in the same room while they jerk themselves like off. A, do you know what Dutch rudder is? Yeah, like... Maybe like that. Yeah, right? And, hey, this isn't even the weirdest conversation I've had on this podcast. You should listen to the Dougie Snakes podcast. We talked about jerking off at work. And that was like a whole, that was a whole thing. That was like an eight minute long conversation. Workloads. Oh, wow. 
Ew, workloads. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, it was a workload, all right. <laughs> but no, room two thirty-one, and it was a, it was a, it was a Craigslist page, and you go in there, and be like, hey, I'll leave the door open, just slide on in, the lights are off, late, sit down somewhere if you can find a spot, and just start going to town. I'll be in there already ahead of you, right? And I thought about it once. I thought about it. I'm like, you know what, like. I've been here for a month. Why not? Right. And Why then I'm not? like, no. And the only, only thing that stopped me besides my wife, <laughs> the only thing that stopped me was like, man, what if this is a trap? And like, uh, so then, like a sting, you know, they, like a sting. Right. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, I would never do that. Thrown in jail for like soliciting gay sex. In camp. Jeez. In camp. God, what an embarrassing way to go. <laughs> at that camp actually so that was that was interesting there was this woman oh boy there's oh, this woman who got sent to town on a bus um she had herpes mm-hmm. right and on this bus with her were like the seven or eight other dudes who she gave herpes to sharing is caring <laughs> sharing um, is caring god that's so funny. Um, in Mexico. But also, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. Go ahead. You no, go, go ahead. ahead. I want to hear you... the Mexico story. Oh, my God. So... Okay. All right. Oh, okay. You go ahead. You go okay. ahead. <laughs> no, you go. No, you go. No, no, no you, you go. go. Oh, my God. Okay. Ladies first, so you might as well go first. Whoa. <laughs> I do have the smallest arms in the room, so. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, uh, the HR lady, um so okay the hr lady she got caught in the parking lot one day with one of the guys at night it was late late at night she got caught in the parking lot with one of the warehouse guys these nobody could figure out how the warehouse guys made more money than anyone else right they're like what the mm-hmm. fuck right why why do these guys keep getting raises why 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 are they making more hours on their check what they're only here for 12 why are they getting 14s right right so um you know so it, they got caught out in the parking lot one night and she's giving them blowies in the parking lot right and and i think buddy was actually like trying to film it or something like that and the light from his camera gave him away and she lost her job <laughs> So she and was, they lost their job too. She was giving them raises. She was giving them more hours. Yeah, more hours. So yeah. she was she was paying them for low jobs that she was giving. Pretty much, like there what was no give. There was no. There, yeah, there was no. Um, there was a lot of take, take, take on the guy's part, and no give. Yeah, it doesn't seem very beneficial to her part. Yeah, maybe she just like penis in her mouth. Who else? <laughs> oh shit so mexico story now let's get to that mexico well you mentioned that you know you just leave the door open on some of these rooms so i was in miami in jordan my husband was in mexico and, and i get a call from jordan and poor guy's crying he's crying he's like i was just attacked and and he's crying and i'm like and he's a big boy right and i was like what the fuck yeah. is going on Right? I was like, are you okay? He's like, no, I left my door open and 
a Mexican tranny walked into his hotel room and like crawled up on the bed. And Jordan's like, I was so frozen in the moment. Like I understand how women sometimes can't fight back. He's like, I was so frozen in the moment because this giant tranny was coming towards me. And he's like, oh, I could hardly scream. And he's like, eventually he's like, wrong, 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 wrong. And, and the person ended up leaving, right? And I'm like, but why, why did you have the door open? And a little background, we have five cats, right? We love cats. He's like, I was trying to lure a kitty cat into my room. So I made a trail of, <laughs> I made a trail of food into my hotel room. Oh, he got one big cat for sure. He got one big pussy. He got one big pussy. <laughs> was it a pussy though? No. It had a tail just on the wrong side. <laughs> Meow. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Fuck yeah. Oh shit. How did you get started on TikTok? Um, so I started making a TikTok for a fitness account. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, started doing TikTok on a fitness account. And then one day I think I filmed like one TikTok on a rig and it instantly blew up. And I was like, yep. maybe me filming TikToks on a rig is my calling. <laughs> And yep. on it, honestly, like a lot of my comment sections, it's actually getting a lot better, but usually it's pretty brutal. Like usually, I know I read them. Okay, usually oh, it's I've pretty read brutal, them. but it's craziness because TikTok, like online, does not translate to real life. Like if you were to read my comment section, especially if like if it's a a woman who wants to join the patch and they look at my comment section, they're probably thinking I'm never fucking doing a blue collar job the way that this lady's being treated but those are online people that just yeah. type and have nothing nothing else to do with their lives but if you're actually in the field people are nothing but nice people are nothing but respectful people are so helpful i've only ever really had like one shitty experience but that's like neither here nor there like all my experiences have been nothing but good people are just so patient and kind and honestly like I'm all for like equality and everything, but any guy sees a girl carrying something right away, let me carry that for you. And I have to tell them like, man, if you start carrying my stuff and people see you carrying my stuff, I'm gonna look like a little bitch. So please let me carry my own stuff. But people are so yeah. eager to help. Yeah, and and you know what? I I hear that a lot from a lot of women on 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 the in, on you know in from the oil field, the women, the ones that work here. You know, like yeah, back in the day, they, there was some issues. You know what I mean? There there was like a lot of gross shit being said, and you know what I mean. And and it took a long time, I think, for people to learn. Hey, we they're here, man. You know what? You gotta treat them like you would treat your brother on like, site. Like a you know? human. Exactly. And, you know, a lot the medics, the medics have it the worst. You know what oh I mean? Oh, my uh, God. Like, if you ever go on medic TikTok, it's disgusting. It I love the medics. People, I love the medics. I don't know. People are so mean to them. Yep. I'm yeah, like, bro, they, they're just doing a job like all of us. I, I poke fun at everything. Like, yeah. I go after the safety guy. I go after water haulers. I go after medics. But they all know I'm joking. Right? Yeah, they all know like, hey, that's just Dick and he's playing around. I'm just sharing my experience like, you know, um, I made a video in December or November and it was like, uh, do, you, uh, do you want me to, uh, 
am I seducing you? Right. And do you want me to seduce you? And the seducing you, I brought up my, my ticket book. Right. And it's like, (laughs) you know, like it wasn't me seducing you. It was me like, Hey, look at this. And, and all the medics were like, Oh my God, the, the alphabetical order they're they're all in this beautiful book. They look so good. There's a lot of them. Right. And, and all the men, and I'm like, yeah, I love you guys. I love medics. You know what I mean? (laughs) And, and, you know, there's a joke, you know, I made that TikTok one time where it's like when, when I see the, the new guy going to shoot his shot with the medic. Right. And it's like, go little rock star. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. but like, you know, like it, it's, 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 it's not what's happening. Right. He's just, talking. No. we're all like, lonely. We're all talking to everybody. Hell, I'll go talk to another, I'll talk to a dude medic the same way I talk to a female medic. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like a, a lot of situation too, like a lot of people are cracking jokes. Like even if it's in person and you're cracking jokes and sometimes like you get a, most, most jokes, I'm sorry, most funny jokes are a little bit inappropriate. We can all agree yeah. with that. Most jokes are a little bit inappropriate. So like- So it makes them if, funny. <laughs> exactly. Like you find <laughs> that funny and uncomfortable shit. Um, there's a lot of like- if you're a woman who can't handle some jokes or getting a little vulgar, and I'm not talking about putting somebody down and being misogynistic or whatever, but you have to learn how to take a joke and you have to learn how to banter and roll with one. If you're somebody, especially a woman who can't carry conversation like that, then you might feel really uncomfortable in a lot of situations. Whereas like, it's not necessarily pointed towards you. We're not degrading you. We're making a joke that might be like inappropriate, but it's going to happen everywhere in the past. These inappropriate jokes. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite person on this app, I think not my favorite person on the app, but one of my favorite women in the oil field, especially in Alberta is mud sleuth, right? Like she, I love her. Yeah, she was, she, she's great. Uh, so she was on another podcast that I was a part of a few months back and, um, she, she's amazing. And, you know, she sends me video ideas all the time and, and yeah, she'll be like, Hey, what about this? She just, she just ordered a bunch of merch off me too. I gotta, we gotta get that out to her, but, um, mud you know, she, she doesn't take shit. She doesn't no. take shit. And did you see that yeah. one lady that was putting her down to go wear makeup and stuff? It's like, oh, it's like yeah. her, the, her biggest topic is like, how do you work with those? Nails? Shut up. If the lady can the get nails. the job, the nails. Bro, yeah. these, like people, I swear, people lie awake at night and think of Mudsloot's nails. They're like, her nails. <laughs> <laughs> they How does she their get, dreams. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And like, and it's so upsetting when I see other women comment on any other women's stuff, especially in like these blue collar jobs where there's very few of us. It is so yeah. rare to see another woman in the patch. Like, we don't really I love exist. it. It's Every wonderful time I to see, see one. But Every I hate, time I see one, I smile. I, a piece of me just brightens up like, hell yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, it's crazy. I go to like a comment section and it's like other women in the patch putting women down. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I don't yeah. know if they're trying to feel validated for other from other men, but other men don't even put us down. So no. it, it's, it's weird to me. We all just, um, we all just don't love yeah. each other. 
Yeah, um, there was a medic, not a medic, she's not a medic, she's a tester, a well tester. Mm-hmm. That, uh, she's on TikTok too, uh, you might know her, Emma Brigden, you know, well testing, and she's got this butterfly tattoo on her face and, and a, a piercing, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. she's, she's badass. Like she, you wouldn't know she's a chick. You know what I mean? She is one, but like the way she talks and carries on, it's just like, all right, you want to, you want to go there? And yeah. you know, like, I'll, I'll, I'll take my filter out. We'll go there. Right. Mm. And, and, and it comes out and she's just like, oh shit. I told her the other day when I was on site, I'm like, I can't wait till I go home next week. I'm going to give my wife the minivan. She's like the minivan. I'm like, yeah, two in the front, five in the back. Right. And she just starts laughing. She loved it. She thought it was hilarious. And, uh, you know, I thought that was, I thought it was weird to see a female tester. Turns yeah. out her whole, like, part, most of her crew are, are women. What? How do I know yeah. these ladies exist? Oh, oh Emma Brigden's all over. Yeah. She's, she's awesome. That's amazing. I, like I, I got to look her up. What's her TikTok handle? Uh, Emma Brigden. Uh, Emma Brigden. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll I'll send her one of your I'll send you one of her videos. Do it. Office. I I need to get uh, I need to get on Emma, Emma Brigden. Um, honor. Funny how I met Emma. I won't I won't actually go into the details of how I met Emma, but like it was in the hotel room next to mine. <laughs> did you hear? Not, did she hear you crying at night? Is that why? Oh, I heard the sounds, and it wasn't crying. Oh, <laughs> and and knock on the door. I was cheering them on. I was cheering them on. I'm like, yeah, you guys go right. I made it really awkward. And then you hear oh the laughing, God. and the doors opened up, and Dick Frost. I'm like, yo, that's so funny. Yeah, what a great up. encounter fucking awesome encounter it was it was funny the way it happened and so we were talking about it the other day actually and we weren't really talking about that but it ended up going there and um she, we were talking about the person and, and um, she's like yeah he was really nice to me i'm like yeah i heard <laughs> i i heard how nice he was <laughs> funny yeah yeah it's pretty funny shit um do you want to plug your socials before we go any further just in case you know just where where can we find you where can you know you you, can where can me, we find um, you twerk girl on tiktok i don't really use instagram don't even bother finding me on there oh man you need to you need okay so even if like, i ha- i have instagram i just like it's it's not very interesting how many followers do you have right now on tiktok on TikTok, I think I have like almost seventy five thousand. Yeah, you grew quick. I um, quick. You did. You did. You grew really quick. Um, so, my suggestion—I don't know how far you want to take the social media thing. I don't know what you're in it for. If you want to maybe get some sponsors, I don't know. I don't know where you want to go with it. Start an Instagram account for Tork Girl. Post you think your, I should post your, like just for Tork oh, Girl? Oh yeah. Oh, a hundred percent, and a Facebook account. Start a Facebook page. See, I was too, looking right? into Facebook, but like, okay, yeah. so I had this idea. You know how? Tell me if it's bad or not. You let me know if this idea fucking sucks. Okay. Um, I was thinking. I wanted. You know how there's Facebook accounts where people like, oh, you know, like Drillers Club. Yep. Where people just pretty much like repost other people's videos or whatnot, or so get good chats. I kind of want to do one specifically for like women in pat in the patch and like repost like other women in the patch, like their videos, and just have like a pat, like do it, pussy in the patch. Or I don't want to call it that because do it. people no, call it no snatch in the patch. 
Oh, you funny. can't do that. You can't do that. It's Karina's thing. She's got stickers and shirts and everything. I don't know if you know okay, who Karina is. I don't. But Karina, I, oh my God, she's got like a couple hundred thousand followers. No and she's a, I think she's a pipeliner welder. She's good a well pipeline welder, yeah. She's good shit. She's funny. She she's kind of taking a break from the app right now. I was talking to her about it uh, mm. about a month ago, but uh, she's taking a little bit of a break. But she's she's funny. She's funny shit. Um, but no snatch in the patch is her thing. But you could definitely. That's not a stupid idea at all. Definitely get in okay, doing something like that and like do it. I'd do it soon before the podcast comes out because once people hear it, they're gonna be like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna do that." <laughs> right? Um, how long no, does it you take should. for you to edit these and whatnot? It's like when do you usually put them up? Do you have like a certain so, day that you always like put out a podcast? Every two, every 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 Tuesday. Every, every Tuesday, Tuesday I put one out. Every single um, Tuesday? so far ahead right now. Yeah, every single Tuesday. I oh, awesome. I'm uh, so far ahead right now. This won't come out till like the second week of May. <laughs> okay. But Good yeah, it, it'll, yeah. And I don't really do any editing because you know, like I'm not a professional guy, right? You know what I mean? Like, plus I like the how I, I like the natural conversation. If there's yeah. an interruption. It happened. It's life. You know what I mean? It, it This is a real life thing. There's not like, I'm not going to edit it down and make it look perfect, you know, because there's nothing perfect, right? So, you know, uh, and, and people are like, oh, you're just lazy. Well, no, 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 it's not. I did edit one. I did edit one. And and it, the one that I edited, uh, it fucked up. I fucked it up even more. So yeah, it was like, I'm going to leave it. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, I throw it out every Tuesday. Once in a while, I'll throw a bonus episode. I think once a month, I'm going to start throwing out a bonus episode. Mm-hmm. I have a friend from back home who's in a band called April. And so uh, I don't know if you know who Ed the Sock is. Uh, is that a comedian, isn't he? Uh, Ed the Sock was a like sock puppet from uh, Much Music back in like the late 90s, early 2000s. He had the green hair. He interviewed. Anyway, he was on this Tuesday. Yes, yesterday. I had his episode dropped yesterday. So this Saturday, uh, I'm going to drop a bonus episode with my buddy who's in a band called April. And it's nice. no better way to start start April than, you know, talking about that. And, April. and you know, so, yeah, exactly. So, you know, they go up every Tuesday. And, you know, sometimes I live stream them. So, like, you know, you mm-hmm. get comments. People will come in and they can watch it live. And, and there's comment section. And, and you can get like live feedback from from it and they ask questions and shit like that the video for that goes up right away because you know it's live streams to youtube twitch and facebook so they put them up uh-huh. and the audio comes out later right so i've live streamed three episodes now and mm-hmm. uh yeah i i'm, I'm trying to just trying to get into doing maybe live streaming one one a month but uh i I'll do that after these catch up. I think I'm going to record a couple more and then mm-hmm. take a break until it catches up a little bit. So do, do you find it draining to do like all the social media? Like eventually, like at some point Absolutely. you're like, I, yeah, it's a lot of, it's oh, yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. But I, I started it and I'm here now. Right. So yeah, you a are. lot of people ask like, how do you work over a hundred hours a week? watch content, make content, mm-hmm. answer all the comment sections back, post not only the content on TikTok, move it over to Instagram, Facebook, Clapper, YouTube. Clapper? What's uh, Clapper? It's a cheap knockoff version of TikTok. It's it's mostly bots. You, you don't oh. get very many views. You don't get any comments and no likes, really, for the most oh. part. But it's, it's another place. Yeah, it is what it is. But it's another place. So... Um, and then, and then on top of that, you know, sleep, 
talking to your family, yada, 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 mm-hmm. going live. I live stream a lot. So it's on TikTok and Instagram, but like, you know, I'll sleep when I die, whatever it is. Yeah. It is. Um, do your kids yeah. get, do your kids get embarrassed that you do all of this or that you, do they think you're cool? No, my daughters are five and three, so they don't really, Okay, they're still not right into yeah. it yet. Yeah, they my my daughter, my oldest daughter loves watching my TikToks though. She, really? she's like, Can we can we watch your videos? Like, yeah, oh, let's do it. And that's then cute. and then uh yeah, they they like being in them too, right? So like when I make so when I go home, they're like, Can we make a video? I was like, Yeah, let's do it. My wife started uh her own TikTok page. Um well yeah, she started making content like this past year. And so she does a daily thing where this is my toddler's lunch for today or snack like for school. Yeah. And so my, my daughter has been helping her with those. And she goes, this is my toddler's lunch for today. And, and, and then, you know, my wife goes off about it and, and people love it. Like, you know, they, any, everyone that watches. Oh yeah, no, she's cute. She's very funny. And, and when I want her to do something like, so how, okay. So how the podcast on the throne with dick it started uh, on my main tiktok account because i got two tiktok accounts there's this is my backup which is kind of sort of my main now because you know it's a lot bigger than my main okay. is um so I, I i started on the throne with dick where i sit on the toilet with an, and, and i um i interview other creators while we're both pooping okay well, Bobby, i would lo- i would have loved to poop right now what the fuck man we could have said well this you'll You'll have to come on the the one minute version of On the Throne with Dick. Okay. Right. So so yeah. So why I started. So so I had that and it, it did well. I think I'm like 25 episodes into that or something like that. And That's good. it it started off as me and looking back at the first like three episodes, they were cheesy, right? Mm-hmm. And it started off with me, you know, just talking about backsplash and how Poseidon's kiss is like having a shower. Right. And if you really think about it, and then, you know, I went and met a couple TikTokers for the first time and, and then it started, Hey, let me interview you while we're doing this. So then it became a huge thing where I like, I, I, I just asked different random TikTokers like, Hey man, you want to be on the throne? Hell yeah. They do it. The views aren't the greatest, but I mean, like, it's still I don't care. Fun. It's fun. It's fun regardless. It's yeah. Fun. I had Chris Barber, the organizer of the Freedom Convoy. He was on my uh, on the throne with me there, and and he's actually he was episode three of the podcast. So um, that was kind of cool. And uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. And and when when I was a part of the other podcast, and it kind of went the way of the dinosaur, I wanted to start another podcast and just you know have it be mine. And so I did. And I was kind of trying to think of a name. Like, man, what do I call this thing? And then I'm like, on the throne with Dick, obviously, because it's my God. it's my show, right? And and then my pot, oh my God, on the throne with Dick, and so 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 it is. It's here. I love it. I'm glad to be. Am I on the throne right now? Is this part of? Is this the throne? This this is yeah. We're we're on the throne. This isn't we're I love the it. toilet or anything, but like okay, we're on the throne. <laughs> I yeah, love it. Yeah, it's great. Well, I will. We will. We will. We can organize you being on the throne, like oh, like on the to- the toilet one. Do I have to do it whilst pooping? Like, that's up I to have, you. Uh, that's I up to you. To... I don't see. I don't see anything from here down. So, like, what you're doing in the background, as long as you show the toilet at the start, or 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 it's very clear that you're in a bathroom. 
good. Do you think, could I put my ferns like behind the toilet like this? I could line up my ferns on the toilet. You do whatever you want. Okay, I'm gonna get rid of this. I'm gonna bedazzle the fucking toilet. Oh my god, do it. Um, the grossest toilet I've ever uh, had the pleasure of interviewing someone on was actually episode four with Dave the Upcycler. Don't know if you know him or not, but we're really good friends on here. And he was the second person I actually interviewed on it. And it was in his shop at his house, and his toilet is in a state. Let me oh tell you, God. it made for an amazing video. Let me tell you that. And he had to sit in his bathtub because we both found the toilet too disgusting. It and was that was just part bad. of it. Oh, it was bad. It was very bad. <laughs> is, is he just doing like a contest with himself to see how bad the toilet can get? Probably. Probably. That, that seems like a very Dave thing to do. If what you a don't Dave follow thing. the upcycler, what a Dave thing what to do. What a Dave thing. See, I this already know him makes... so well already. This guy makes things out of spoons, forks, knives. Like he oh. made a cool dragon and he welds everything together. Oh, and he's cool. got, you got to follow the upcycler because if you don't, you're missing out on prime content can, on TikTok. Can he bend spoons with like his mind? Or no, maybe, that's, not, maybe, that's not, maybe. not part of it. He could probably. Oh my. Oh we, God, should ask, we should figure this out. Let's get to the bottom of this because maybe Dave has a secret talent that we don't know about. Dave's live on TikTok 24-7. This is his job. So, like, you, we will. He's live right now. Like, you know what I mean? Oh. And when, I'm get, when we're done here, I'm going to go ask him. <laughs> yeah, tell him to fucking bend some spoons with his mind. Like, you you know exactly what I'm talking about. You used to stare at it. Magneto. Like, yeah. Magneto. Magneto. X-Men. Yeah. 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 So, so um, like, how did you get into how did you get into torquing and why, why did you choose that side of the oil patch? Like, why didn't you just be like, Hey, I'm going to be a medic. Hey, I'm not that nice girl thing, but why didn't you say, Hey, I'm going to be a safety officer. Why not uh, a welder? Why, why not, you know, a wellhead technician? Why, why, why torque? Why, why, why is this? Yeah. So my, my husband, he moved up here. He was, I think 12 years as like a rig hand. He was Derek Handy at all the positions, obviously, whatever. Um, and then he moved to Grand Prairie from Kelowna to start back on the rigs. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to try running tongs. And then he started getting into tongs and he realized all the computer hands are ladies. And he's like, you know what? Like, this is something that I'm seeing all women do or like a lot of women do. You should do it. And right away, I was like, there's no fucking way. I'm going out to the middle of nowhere to be screamed at by men. It's not happening. I don't want to do it. I don't want to get bullied. Right. And he's like, no, no, like, it's not like that. Like, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. So I said, fuck it. So I made a few calls. Like after that one, one conversation, I made a few calls and within four hours, I got a job. I just called casing companies. I said, look, I'm a lady who is a bartender right now. I just want to make a career change. I pretty much just gave him the cold, hard, honest truth. I said, I've never swung a hammer before, but I want to go to work and I'm fine with the hours. I don't need to be on rotation. I just gave him the rundown and I got hired within, I think my second phone call. Good for you. Yeah. Two weeks later, I packed up, like I packed up my house and I moved to Grand Prairie and then I've been going hard at it ever since. And it's like the best decision I've made because before I was bartending and obviously with the pandemic, 
my money never bounced back. Obviously, I had moments where I was making great money mixing fucking drinks. I did the bottle service. I made drinks. Before that, I was in the film industry for six years. And that was oh, wow. super... Yeah, so that was super inconsistent. So I was always bartending. I was always serving. And just my money never came back after the pandemic. And I was like, I need to figure something else out. And that something can't involve school. I am not, I'm not going to say I'm stupid, but I am not book smart. I cannot sit down. I cannot do school. It's not for me. So I was like, what can I figure out? What can I do to make money without having to do school? So here I am. Yeah. It's a great place for people, you know, without an education that want to make a lot of fucking money. Well, and that, and and be careful how you say that, though, right? Because like a place where people don't need an education. I've met some of the smartest people I've ever oh, ever talked to in my oh, entire 100%. life. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. And like, you don't need to be like book smart. You know, no. book smart and sitting down and having an education are like com- two completely different things. Like, there's so Absolutely. there's so many confusing things, especially like working on a rig. There's so much math involved and like certain like chemicals and shit there's things that you would never like even know was a thing like before i went to the rigs i thought like honestly people were fucking rude people were mean people were gonna scream at me and i thought it was dumb idiot criminals that just kind of like put things together right i didn't know but that's kind of the perception that put gets put out online is that like they're drug addicts they're criminals um like all these guys but in reality a lot of people are really fucking smart and our family men are put yeah. together you know what i'm saying it's not what a lot of people think it is it's actually very different than what i was expecting and thank god because if it was what i was expecting i don't know if i could survive it yeah no and 100 percent. you know like you said you know a lot of us are family men right a lot of us are just there push trying to put food on the table Right. Mm-hmm. And, and let's be honest, that rude mentality you're talking about too, right? Like it might come off as rude and crass, but like if someone's saying something to you like that, they're just fucking with you. Right. You, oh, exactly. And, you know, you know, I have a boss who, you know, I don't, I never know if he's, if he's mad or if he's joking. Right. And like, there's only one way to find out half the time. Right. And it's like, yeah. just keep poking, poke mm-hmm. that bear. Right. You'll know when he's mad, but like for the most part now, they're just fucking with you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's just like going back to like, you just got to be able to hold banter and have a fun time. Like nobody's really there. Yep. Fucking. And, and the patch has changed. Obviously I wasn't in the patch like 10 years ago, but like I've heard people used to, if you had beef with something, you fist fought and then you got over it. Obviously you don't do that anymore. Maybe you do. Uh, but not, a, not on site, maybe yeah, on site not... once in a while, but you left yeah. that shit away from the hotel and camp, right? Yeah. Um, I had a guy try to settle some beef with me uh, out on site one time back in the day. Um, we made a bet that he couldn't go more than uh, two days without without smoking. And uh, he did it. And oh, I didn't. Yeah, all two days. And because he was like a chain smoker, right? Oh, for him it was. Uh, he was a chain smoker. And I can't remember what the bet was, but I think there was a monetary value value involved. And uh, I didn't pay up, right? And so it was you like, oh, shit. Fuck. So like, oh, no, 100%. I was like, man, I'm not paying you because you, you're making better health decisions. Come on, you know? And we didn't shake on it, right? Yeah. So, so, um, <laughs> so... He, he was mad at me for a couple of days and we were working 
And uh, he must have told some of the other guys he was going to come and get me or whatever because, like, I got surrounded by two of the bigger dudes, and they're just like, hey, whatever happens here, bro, like, we got you. I'm like, what do you mean? And he comes rolling down, <laughs> right? And he, like, swung me a little bit. I had a water bottle in my hand. And he's like, that's your water bottle? And he grabs my water, and he's like, it's my water bottle. <laughs> I was like, okay. Right? Like, I don't care. So I take off. I was wearing my backpack. So I took my backpack off. I reached in my bag, grabbed another water bottle, and <laughs> opened it to start drinking. It's like the different backpack. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's like, man, like, stop it, right? Just stop. And then I worked with two brothers who they settled their shit anywhere they could, right? And Buddy, Buddy was this big, monstrous, like... He was definitely over six four, six five. He was probably to three hundred pounds, and it wasn't fat. He was a big dude, right? And his brother was like my height, and like stockier, maybe a little taller. And they were drinking one night, and we're all just hanging out, and and they're drinking. And his it was his brother's birthday, the big fella's birthday, and the little guy said something to his brother, and it was funny, but like he was drunk. He just like whack, right? And he's like oh what did you do that for right i'm like dude if that guy hit me like that i'd be out cold right now this guy's very ground. clearly taken hits from his brother in the past just yeah. like that he's bleeding like his head is bleeding and he's just like i don't know what i did to deserve that right and it's like <laughs> shit man i'd be dead you know like he would have clobbered the shit out of me. And that's when I learned, you know, around the crew, like there are some guys that can handle their drink and some guys that can't handle their drink. Mm -hmm. And when that shit happens, I stay quiet, which is rare for me. So yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm an easy target when I get talking. So <laughs> step back and observe. Well, you know, those, you know, those, there's, there's, there's people that stir the pot and are pests and then they'll mm -hmm. like step back and let other people have their shit. That's not you. Uh, that's me, right? I'm the short guy. I'm like five four, right? So like I'm the short guy. No one wants to hit a short guy. Are you right? five four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you you look six foot when you're sitting down. Really? Nice. No. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, no. I like to stir the pot, right? I like to be. I'm a shit disturber. I'm a pest. And like I own that. I, I know how to use my words and I know what bothers people. I don't I'm not like that as much anymore. But like back in when I was in my twenties, man, oh boy, I could piss some people off. I, I knew how to piss people off and I and I had fun with it. And you did a good job at it, I bet. Oh oh man, if it was if I got paid to do that, I'd be very wealthy. <laughs> there you go. Maybe that's your Hell new yeah. way out. That's your new way out of the patch. I don't know if I want out. Not right no, now. No, you don't think so. Not right now. Maybe, maybe in a couple more years. Like you know, the the end of this boom, right? At the, the end, end of this, of this little boom. boom. And then what? What do you think? Obviously, no plans yet. But like, let's say a boom happens in five years. Then what? I'll I'll cross that bridge when I get, when to, get it. to it. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Right now, I'm having a lot of fun on social Good. media. I've monetized many aspects of what I do. So you know, Facebook, I've monetized on Facebook, so I make mm -hmm. money there. And uh, you know, lots of uh, sponsors. I got the heat waves, those glasses I'm always wearing. You know, nice. um, yeah, my own merch line. So you know what I mean. Like I, I'm, I'm. Uh, I've got my hand in, in different pots and stuff, right? I'm, I'm trying to diversify. What?
Uh, I can't hear you, no. Uh, it sounded oh. like something was moving. Oh, there you are. Okay. Um, I didn't hear I anything hear you just said. Like, you were just... Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, no, I was saying... It went like, I, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to diversify a bit, right? Like, merch, merch mm -hmm. and sponsorship deals and monetizing on, on the apps and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm trying to, trying to do that and, you know... Maybe, maybe one day, you know, it, I don't know if it'll ever be enough to just totally walk away, but, you know, at least make it so, you know, I'll work in town yeah, and I exactly. can still do this, you know, um, at least there, I've thought of ways. Yeah. I thought of yeah. ways where I could, where I could still not work and do the content full time. But, you know, like that would just make me out know, to be like a fraud. Right. Cause like I would, I, I was thinking, you know, I could go home. And I can make content three, four days a week. I could go find a pump jack or a rig somewhere in my area, just get there, start making content left, right, center, go sit yeah. at home and just post, right? But you know, that's that's not me. I'd I'd rather just do the work. Uh -huh. Absolutely. So where where do you see yourself in five years? Hopefully not in Canada. I don't. I'm just. I'm at the point Ooh. now where all the. I know everything's just so expensive and it's just like me and Jordan, like my husband, we would love to move to Indonesia if we can. So Jordan, he went and spent way too much fucking money on all this camera gear. So we really want to get into like doing YouTube and like travel vlogging. And if we can make money online and live somewhere where you Absolutely. only need $3,000 to live great, then why the fuck not? You know, like Absolutely. I'm here. And I walk outside and my face hurts from the cold. Why the <laughs> fuck do I live somewhere where my face hurts? You know, I don't want to well, do it anymore. You know, like it's because there's something in Indonesia that might not make your the air might not hurt your face, but there might be some bugs or animals that want to kill you. Not even though they have like big cities, right? Like, like if you're in the city, there's no really no bugs. There's there's I don't think there's really a mosquito issue either. Like up here, there's skeeters everywhere. And you know what I discovered? What are those things called? They're like this big, they're like pine beetles. Yeah, yeah, pine beetles. I didn't know that existed until I moved to Alberta. They, they're, <laughs> I don't think they're a thing in Nova Scotia. The only thing we really have to worry about in Nova Scotia is obviously mosquitoes and June bugs. I'm from Ontario, where the only thing we have to worry about is liberals. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure, unfortunately, we have to worry about that in all of Canada. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, shit. Uh, I love that. So, so Indonesia, like, you, you, you guys really love it there, hey? Like, you want to move do. there. And, and you guys have a transferable there. trade that you can take anywhere, you, anywhere there's an oil patch, right? Anywhere Tenet. where they deal there's, with oil and gas. Well, I work, I work on a lot of Petronas sites, and Petronas yeah. is based over Malaysia. And they have a yep. lot of rigs over there. So I don't know. Maybe I could go to offshore Malaysia. Too. Yeah. A lot of offshore in Malaysia. Uh, shout out to Malaysia, actually. A uh, guy on Facebook has been messaging me a lot lately. 
and 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 he's from Grand Prairie actually, but he works on a platform out in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. And you know, t- telling me he gave me some good ideas for merch, and I was like blown away. We had a really good conversation, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm out in Malaysia on a, on an oil platform." And he's like, "Man, I turned all the guys on the platform onto your onto your content That's and awesome. onto your onto your onto your podcast." Yeah, and I was like, "Man, that is so cool, man! Thank you so much." And you know, like I, I love it. I just, I love it. This whole thing has been just more than I could ever ask for. Like today, you've got way more followers than I have, and well, thirty thousand more, and and you grew quick, right? Um, but like I, I've noticed I'm having, especially the last couple months, I'm having a fast. Like I'm, I'm really hitting the FYP right now, and you know, That's I'm growing awesome. real quick. Um, yeah, I hit forty thousand there. Oh shit! Back in late August, mm-hmm. and I just hit sixty. I'm about sixty-one now, and most of those, like twenty thousand of them, have come in the last few months now. That's amazing. That's See, the, two the, months. The thing about TikTok is like all you need is like one or two like videos to really hit it, and then everyone yeah. just flocks to you. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. My. What's your favorite video? What's your favorite video that you've done? And not Stop. because of the views and likes, but just one that you personally like enjoy doing and, and um, take pride in. I don't really know. I don't, I've never really thought about that. I like any video where I'm actually showing me working, which is actually hard for me to film at work, but any sequence yeah. of events where I can show like a day of me doing my job, I quite like, because I never really get the opportunity to actually film my job start to finish. And I can't really ever film on the rig, but I need to start figuring out how to secretly do it. Because anytime I film, realistically, anytime I film like with the rig anywhere near me, my views quadruple. Well, look at your video you posted yesterday, 100,000 exactly. views, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's just that's just me doing like my job start to finish, like just for a simple casing um, wash. But it's like yep. I get so many views. Whereas like if I post like if I post a gym video, which I'm really passionate about, I would love to post more fitness stuff, but nobody fucking cares. <laughs> nobody cares. You have to, you really, it's like TikToks are saying you have to cater to your audience. Yeah, you really do. Once they, you're in a niche, you're in a niche, right? And yeah, that's, that's just, it. Like, right, right. I try to like branch out. Actually, my one of my favorite videos is one me making cookies, and the reason why I love that video so much is because I took so much fucking time, and it took me so long to make that video. And like, even me going out and buying the supplies and like trying to figure out my angles in the kitchen, and even like cleaning my kitchen so it looks like presentable, like on camera. I really like that video. Me cooking cookies. One of my favorites is uh, actually one of the On the Throne with Dicks on my main account. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got my daughter on there uh, about a year and a half ago. And mm-hmm. we call it On the Throne with Dad. And oh, like, I just cute. interview her a little bit. And yeah, it was she did really good, actually. And I can't wait to get my youngest daughter on there to do it. We're, we're, we're thinking she, she's probably about there. Almost there. Uh, yeah, she she's. I think she's there. I just she's got a mouth on her. She says a whole. Oh my god, she says some things, and I love it. I think it's funny, but like, you know, I I can't film her saying it because uh, you know, uh, the people on here probably would have a lot to say. They'll probably call CPS. Oh my god, probably. <laughs> but you know that's that's adorable because once you love when you have all these videos like with you have two daughters, is it? Yeah, I got two. Yeah. When, yeah, when you have all these videos with two dollars, and you can literally watch them grow up in these videos, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have. It's been 
ooh, this has been two and a half years now that I've been going at it, right? So, ooh, we're cl- we're coming in on this summer will be three, right? So, so my phone is dying. So either we need to go bad audio so I can plug you. I'm at six. Six. I'm at All right. six. I know. I can I can plug my phone in, but then I'm dealing with bad audio. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got I got one one more question for you, okay. and then we'll wrap okay. it up. And okay, uh, sure. and hey. Maybe we'll we'll have to get you on another time, anyways. You know, uh, maybe get Mudsloot on because Mudsloot says she'll come on. My wife wants to be on that one. My wife and Mudsloot love each other, right? So, um, so I I always end the podcast by asking people uh, this question. Um, Mount Rushmore has the four most influential people in American history up there, right? So, well, back then, you know what I mean. Back then, so, (laughs) so, so. Uh, who's on your Mount Rushmore? Who what four people influenced you the most and or or do you inspire to be and why? Four people? Oh my goodness. See, this is a difficult one because like I don't necessarily look up to like any celebrities. And then it's a little bit harder because I don't really have like a lot of family in my life to look up to. So uh, this is like a difficult question for me. Hey, hey, that's it's supposed to be difficult. It's supposed to make people think and put them on the spot, right? You should you would wouldn't believe the kind of answers I've gotten out of it. Um it's 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 kind of cool actually. You get some, Could like, be funny. anybody. Yeah. yeah I, on- some I funny honestly ones, some like really good ones. Yeah. I honestly like like sincerely right now I have no idea. Like if I were to think of like somebody I could truly look up to or like aspire to be like I have no idea especially since like before I would be able to like say like a politician like somebody like Candace Owens or something like that but lately these people are going crazy as well you know like people (laughs) know honestly people where it's like I would look up to like certain politicians and like really like like what they say and aspire to have like a voice like that these people are also losing their fucking marbles they sure are they are and then they're starting to say things that also i'm like what the fuck are you going on about you know (laughs) so like i guess i just i don't i don't know man nobody eh nobody i can honestly say that like nobody there's nobody like in my life or somebody i know that i'm like i want to be that i kind of want to like be the person that like i want to be when i'm older because like i'm still i'm still finding myself like i hope someday i get to have kids and i can be their inspiration you know dude that's that is something you want to inspire you aspire to be yourself one day yeah like honestly like and like every day i'm still finding myself even with this career i didn't know what the fuck i was doing probably even six months ago and every day i'm learning more and more especially more about myself and like testing my limits especially with my job and my hours and like what i put up with and like testing myself and see what i can handle and like what i can do even like coming onto this like becoming like a content creator or an influencer seeing how far i can take this you know see how well people perceive me and then like going back and be like okay this didn't do well we got to change this you know absolutely that's an answer in itself you know what i mean like you aspire to be you Mm -hmm. and that's that's incredible right like you don't understand the power that holds Mm -hmm. good for you (laughs) <laughs> who do you who do you who's your Mount Rushmore? Oh, I've been asked this a lot lately. A lot. And um, is it always so changing then, or has it been the same four lately? 
Well, it's changed a bit since it started, right? Mm-hmm. But only because, you know, um, my life changes, right? So um, my dad was never on the Mount Rushmore, but my dad's up there, but not for reasons that you would think. My dad's on there as a beacon of, of who I aspire not to be. Oh, okay. That's right? Someone someone that, you know, I worked really hard to, to move my path in a different direction, mm-hmm. right? And then there's my Nana. I didn't meet her until I was 23. My, my dad was adopted at birth and, you know, my Nana and him met 50 years later for the first oh time. And yeah, so I didn't get to meet her and she's, uh, she's an incredibly powerful woman, uh, who, who, you know, she was supposed to be dead a couple times already. She's in a really bad car accident. Apparently they killed her a couple times on the table she survived a really nasty bout of cancer in the 70s or Holy something like shit. that this and yes won't go that's she just won't her. die right and good and right her. now two two christmases ago she had two strokes back to back and like she's mentally like in her mind like she's just not there really mm. for the most part mm-hmm. and now and but she's still kicking she's still she's feisty still kicking she, it. She's still feisty. She's still fighting, right? But she just doesn't know. She struggles to remember things. And because I didn't know her until 10 years ago, I am not part of her short-term memory. So, like, she – I used to call her all the time. One time I was working in Saskatchewan. She lived in Winnipeg. I had a couple days off. I drove – five hours round five five hours each way just to hang out with her for an hour i took her out for lunch we got some ice cream she showed me around her apartment and then i went i left and uh you know like so you know that it's tough it's really hard because you know i to her she doesn't know who i am mm-hmm. right and and that's and it's okay you gotta i gotta be cool with that right because i i don't blame her it's not her fault it's just just life Mm-hmm. So she's up there. That's number three, two, number two. And then two. my kids and my wife. Of course. My wife is one of the strongest women I know. I admire the fuck out of her. She's kind. She's super kind. She's super smart. Great work ethic on her. An amazing cook. And I couldn't ask for a better mother for my kids. So that's that's so lovely to hear. That's like refreshing to hear. I love when people talk talk up about their spouse. And, you know, I hear that honestly a lot in the patch. Like, if I'm talking to, like, a driller, he will go on about his wife and kids. Yeah. He'll go on. Yeah. Like, it's honestly, it's really nice to see. People aren't bashing their significant other. People are really uplifting each other. And I love to see that. And I love to hear it. I feel like it's this rhetoric, especially with men, where you're like, oh, my old, my old bag or something like that. But, like, yeah. uh, lately I've noticed a lot of people, especially if you're working away from home, there's just so much more, like, love and respect. And, like, you oh, I can't wait. I, I've started – I can feel her right now. I got five more days. I can, I can feel her and Almost smell there. Her. You're almost I can, there. I, 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 I'm, I feel her on my hands, and I can smell her and taste her. And I'm just like, oh, oh she's right there. She's right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can taste that home cooking. And I just, I can't wait. Good. That's exciting. I hope you Absolutely. have a really great. How long are you going for days off? I'm going for a week. So it's over Easter. Um, we're, I think we're going to Montana. We're going down to Montana. Be, for, that'll be nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was either that or Spokane. Oh, yeah. Uh, Either that or Spokane. Um, Washington? Yeah, uh, we love we we do lots of road trips. We well before we had kids, we did lots of road trips. Uh, we road trip from Edmonton to Seattle. We've been uh, Edmonton to Salt Lake City. Uh, you know, uh, North Dakota, all over Montana. Just just road tripping, road tripping our way through life. Do you guys do like a lot of camping when you do that, or like uh, like back of the truck or whatever? Or do you just usually do like hotels and motels on the way? My wife, uh, you couldn't get her to camp for the no, life okay. of her. Okay. So my wife, so my wife uh, is part black. She's um, Nigerian. Yeah, well, she's the whitest black girl you'll ever be in your life, though. Like, couldn't tell. But mm-hmm. uh, black people do not like to camp. <laughs> but, they, but what they make up for in lack of white people camping, they crush it in the kitchen. Oh shit! No kidding. My uh, wife's na- grandma. Oh my god! Like, like she that woman is down. Black, black, like yeah, through and through black. Soul food, soul food. Jerk chicken, uh, Car- Caribbean chicken. You name it. This woman cooks amazing food. My wife got her cooking skills from her mom and mm-hmm. her grandma. Her mom's white, but her whatever it doesn't matter. But her, my wife is an amazing cook. And when we have get-togethers, family get-togethers. They they refuse to uh, anyone else do the cooking except for her. They mm-hmm. my wife has to cook. Oh, you're you're probably so oh, so spoiled. Hello, oh my phone's. I don't think you can hear me. Did I lose oh, you again? I I think my phone's. Did I lose you. I think my phone's about to go. Okay, no, I'm still at five. Can you hear me? Hello, hello, hello. I don't think she can hear me. Can I you can, hear me? I can hear you. Hi. Hi, I can hear you. Can, can she see me? Am I freezing for her? No, I like everything's working for me. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. Can you hear me? Can yeah. You hear me? Yeah. Hello. Can you hear Hello? me? Hello. Yes. I can. Hi. Hi. You can hear me now? I've been hearing you. Nice. What's going on? How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? I think my phone's about to die. I think that's why <laughs> things are starting to get a little... Uh, technology, man. A little, crazy. a little freaky. Can you hear me now? I've been hearing you. All right. Well, I think... Oh, can you hear me? I, I hear you, bro. I love this. I love oh it. This makes gosh. I love this part. It's wonderful because I can hear you just fine. You can hear me. I've been You're hearing, back. I've been hearing you. <laughs> I've never not heard you. <laughs> There's a delay. All right. Well. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, we'll cut this off here. Okay. We'll cut this off here. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so far behind. <laughs> uh, shit, dude. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I can hear you just fine. I can hear you just fine. I've never not been able to hear you. Oh, she, she, she's getting it way later than what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. This is a lot of fun. Yeah.
let's let's let let's listen to her catch up on what I was saying. I'm just hearing it. Yeah, tomorrow. thanks. For oh, coming. My, oh my! Oh my! See this is so okay bye <laughs> oh this has been another episode of on the throne with dick and uh hey you might not be able to hear this just yet but torque girl you stay frosty <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay stay frosty bye oh, shit.